Reed. This is Corey, and this is the, the end of the podcast. Ed Reed's going into the Hall of Fame today. Yeah, no, I was waiting to see if maybe uh, your computer would come unmuted and we get to hear the uh, theme again. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, hey, everybody. It's uh, Rob. Uh, welcome to episode 270-something of the, uh, the Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high by the 110 Freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for uh, subscribing on your podcast of choice. The easiest way to find it is to go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. You can find links directly to whatever podcatcher you want to use. Uh, and yeah, thank you for joining us on YouTube as well. I'll say, of course, yeah, you can find more of the Anthem at O the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you're watching right now at facebook.com forward slash O the Anthem, where we record ep- every episode live. Uh, sometimes on Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, sometimes Monday, sometimes Tuesday. It just all depends. Uh, make sure whenever, you're following. <laughs> whenever it fits the schedule. Yeah. And, uh, if you're following on Instagram and you're following on Twitter and you're following on Facebook, you'll get an alert. And if you're watching us now, make sure you hit that uh, that little uh, alert button, the notification button. It'll let you know when we go live, and uh, you'll be able to join us every single episode. Of course, you can find all the videos at youtube.com forward slash or the anthem, and everything or the anthem related, including the merch store, is available at otheanthem.com. Yes, indeed. In fact, the new revamped otheanthem.com. Well, not not up yet. Still not up yet. <laughs> you're almost as bad as me with my <laughs> cover that has still not been done and uh, paperback. Still not completed. Uh, but you, you know what? What's what's funny about it is like I get on set for a while and then I get off set and I'm just like I don't want to do anything for a few. Yeah. And then all of yeah. a sudden I get back on set again and I'm just like God damn it. I um. Nothing will ever get done. I did start editing. Uh, not start. I had already started and I picked up where I left off editing and then uh, we had uh, three day three consecutive days of leaving at 10 p.m. and I got home mm. and I was like. All right, so I'm just going to watch 10 seconds of this sh- or you know 10 minutes of the show and then I'll start at <laughs> And then I woke up at 2 in the morning and I'm like, "Uh, what is going on? I can't sleep." Yeah. Uh, so then I get, went and got food and I laid back down and uh then, I w- uh, you know, weekend. I, I 100% know how that goes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then of course uh right bef- on uh uh Monday, Tuesday, uh Wednesday, wasn't at work. Uh Thursday, Friday, again, at work until 10 p.m. Uh, in fact, Friday was a little later than that because my life is not fantastic. Um, <laughs> but the intervening days, Monday, Tuesday, we did have an adventure. Yes. We, and in fact, I haven't gotten to use this in a while, so I want to use the intro. I'm going to okay. use the intro. Okay. Because we get to talk a little sports ball. There we go. Yeah. Sports ball. Sports ball. Uh, quick interjection. Uh, Kate Ruby's joined us in the chat. Hey, Kate, thank you for joining us uh, all the way from Maryland, where it is 10 p.m. I always forget about the time difference, but uh, 10 p.m. in Maryland. So thank you for joining in. Um, anyway, so sports ball. Yes. Uh, the Orioles are slated to win approximately 50 games this year. Something like that. And we got to see one of them. Yeah. Uh, Corey got to see two. I two suppose. of them. We, yeah. No, we got to see... Uh, well, I got to see four of them. Four. I, I said wins. Wins. Oh, wins. wins. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. You got to see two wins. Yes, I did see two wins. Yes, I got to see one they were, win. They're 500 on the season when I go, which and, is like a dramatic improvement. <laughs> and uh, something something far, far more rare. Yeah. In the wild, we spotted a Chris Davis home run. I know. That Who would have thought? Who would have thought that would ever happen? Um, but yeah, so. I've uh, only hit home run one every four games that I went to. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, we've talked before about uh, when we had the season tickets and they'd won like seven of eight, eight of nine, nine of ten of the games that we went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you guys should just give us full seasons. Um, I mean, at this point, uh, them winning 50% of the games you went to might be worthwhile for them just yeah. to let you travel with the team and just see what happens. Uh, it can't hurt. I could be a bat boy who's like smoking going down to pick up them. <laughs> uh, listen, they spent 67 67- like I'm a lightly walk to go get the bat, and they're like, "Hurry up, hurry up!" I'm like, "I'm not rushing for anybody." <laughs> they made sixty-seven million for Chris Davis. What would it cost to travel Corey around the country and just not with that the much? Team? Not, not that, that much. And apparently, he's producing more than Chris is. My per uh, diem is low. Yes. Yeah. It's like uh, okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, on the average week, we're going to need a carton of cigarettes and <laughs> a decent hotel room, and uh, they have continental breakfast there. All right. Yeah. Uh, one meal a day because he'll be at the ballpark for the other meal, and uh, good. Perfect. All, all I need is the uh, the Earl Weaver, like uh, me smoking, like right during the national anthem. It's like, relax, kid. We do this every day. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so uh, 
the overarching theme, we got to go to San Diego. Um, my first visit to Petco Park, not your first visit, um, but my first visit. And I would say with a rocket to the top three ballparks I've ever been in. And uh, what people have been recommending to me is that I actually need to go uh, and check out San Francisco's park, uh, yes. which is not Candlestick, AT&T Park. Because now it's Oracle Park. Oracle Park. Yeah, they keep changing it. That's part of the problem. Because it um, it is uh, of the same variety of uh, big, beautiful parks that will remind me of Camden Yards. Uh, and, you know, it, you know, Camden Yards will always be number one in my heart. Uh, the only reason um, that uh, anyone would ever compete is because they took the example of Camden Yards, which was set in 94, and then just basically had 20 years to figure out all the things that we couldn't figure out. Like... Should we put a uh, dog park right next to it <laughs> or a little baseball diamond or any number of things? Yes, you absolutely should. And you had until 2014 to figure that out when you built the park. So that's lovely. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it was a great time. Got to check out the whole stadium. Um, fantastic eats at yeah. Petco Park. You can't beat the uh, barbecue the was very good. Yes. Yeah. Barbecue was was decent uh, for California. Um I would say I think we've had uh, better barbecue in L.A., but uh, for ballpark mm. food, it wasn't bad. Oh, you didn't like that place we went to. That's right. I mean, I, I think that barbecue is fine in L.A. It's just like it's, so here's what's frustrating about L.A. food wise mm. uh, for almost anything you name. We have one of the 10 best something restaurants in the country yeah. or in the yeah. world, maybe. So if you were just like, I'm really in the mood for Thai food. Thai food is my number one thing. I bet somewhere within the city limits of Los Angeles, I can find you one of the world's greatest Thai food restaurants. But the things that L.A. can't do is like it just feels like you're 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 miles away from anything resembling like good pizza. Here's the thing, though. Or bagels. or like, I think it's about the search because I said that I'd said that about uh, Cuban restaurants. But then you found one yeah. that made a that made a, a like high 90s Cuban mm-hmm. sandwich. Yeah. Um, so it could be that there is a pizza joint somewhere. That just makes banging pizza. Well, and we just have to find it. There's going to be a uh, Geno's that's going to open up in L.A. Okay, so okay. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be well, and I mean I've heard from people that it's possible it's the water that the water yeah, just yeah, makes that's the dough 100. Different. That's 100 percent the reason. So I guess we'll see because uh, even if it's a great place, uh, oh, uh, Philly cheesesteaks for a while we're like yeah, we can't get a decent cheesesteak here, but then we found booze. Yeah, and the key is. Booze ships in the bread from Philadelphia every single day. So the one thing they couldn't do here, they figured out how to do. Um, yeah, and I, I, I appreciate the fact that uh, Gino's is the type of place that is so serious about their image Yeah, that they might do a similar thing, like fly in the fresh dough or something Could like be. that. Uh, I mean, because the meat you can get uh, and like I mean, Domino's. Your, your pizza is going to cost 50 bucks, but right. I mean like. Honestly, uh, I mean, the uh, Boost cheesesteak is 13 bucks, which is a little much for a cheesesteak. But the difference between it and the next competitor is so much different. that It's, it's L.A. prices, too. I mean, like I also that, too. Yeah. You already know I, you're going to spend a lot. Yeah. I mean, like if a Pat's was here in L.A., then oh, yeah. it would probably be 13, 15 I would bucks. Imagine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, like, again, uh, Domino's that ships in their dough um, tastes like Domino's on these yeah. coast, but it's Domino's. Yeah, it's not. So, it's not exactly pizza. Uh, I mean, oh, wait, that deep dish place we went to, though, the one out in uh, East L.A. Oh, yeah. I that was that. a really good pie. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. It was I right. literally had forgotten about that place. Until See, but that now. one that one didn't make me like go like I need to go back. To uh, like, I, some I, of these some of these like there's this a uh, national hot chicken place that I go to. Yeah, that's like a little bit on like people haven't noticed it yet. So like I'm still one of the only people who's there. So there's not a four hour line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we sent an intern to a hot chicken <laughs> place, by the way. Not like, an intern, an actress. No, no. I sent. Oh, you office, sent an intern. <laughs> I did not send them. one of the teams who had team lunch. <laughs> instead of going out to a nice restaurant, which we allow them to do. Right. Sent an intern to wait three hours in line for Nashville hot chicken at a place. And like he showed back up. and I'm like, where the hell have you been? And he's like, oh, just wait. And then it was like a trail of people coming in carrying hot chicken bags. And I'm like, yeah, did they make you go wait in line for hours for chicken? He was like. Man, I, I listen. I, I'm just happy to be here. I don't. I'm like, you got the right <laughs> attitude. I'm gonna talk to the manager. We got it. We got some problems. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go do that. But I can't pay you nothing for three hours to stand in line. I no, I want it to be an enriching experience for them, and it's not I, I an get enriching it. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If no, they're standing I get it. in line for days, or howling that's, rays. And that's the thing. Like uh, I've had howling rays, and it's really good. Yeah. Uh, 
it's the type of thing that like if you told me that like the the boys were gonna go there and we're just gonna hang out in line and shoot the shit and then eventually get chicken then I could see the rationale of waiting a couple hours in line because you have some people there to like do it with. We've put but our like name into lunch. places and waited an hour. Yeah. You know, we can burn some time. It's yeah. Fine. I mean, like, but the lunch idea of like me going by myself to lunch for four hours to wait in line for yeah. Howl and Ray's just doesn't make sense. You might- I'd rather go to the place where I can walk right in, get the chicken. Like I, I was at uh, on my way back from picking up gear today. I was at uh, In-N-Out. And I looked across, and the next property over was Del Taco. And I'm in a huge line coming out of In-N-Out, and I'm looking at Del Taco, and I'm just like, is it worth it to get out of this line and get Del Taco immediately? Yeah. Or is it worth the wait for the In-N-Out? And that's like one of those L.A. problems you have. Yeah. By anyway, way, back to in the, By the way, In-N-Out. Uh, no, one thing on Howling Razor. Yeah. When I moved to Chinatown. I started this thing where, like, uh, I would take evening walks down through the little plaza where Howling Razor mm-hmm. is and just catch, you know, average worker getting a what's up. Like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, no, I know you guys are closed. I'm just uh, I'm just out for a walk. My, my nightly walk. You'll see me tomorrow. It's fine. Because mm-hmm. I had this hope. My nightly constitution. Yeah. I had this hope that uh, I would make a rapport enough with one of them that I'd be able to roll in there at three and just get the, like, hey, Rob. No, no, no. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And just, like. <laughs> Past the line, yeah. And like, What's up, uh, you simple peasants? All right, uh, let me just grab my chicken real quick, and I'll be right out of your way. Uh, didn't happen. Uh, apparently, they no, go I through think, workers. I so. think they're really serious about their line they, too. Yeah, because like they have like celebrities standing on the line. Yeah, because like that that's part of the part the of the, <laughs> the experience yeah. of Alan Ray's. By the way, uh, LA people love food. I convinced a guy to move to Chinatown because I was just like, oh yeah, no, there's like a joint down the street that's open. It seems like 24 hours. They open up at like 6 a.m. and they're open until 2 or 3. And he was like, wait, Chinese food at like all hours? I'm like, I mean, they close, but basically all hours. Hours you would need it. And he's like, yeah, what's uh, what's your building? And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, are you going to move because there's 24-hour Chinese food? <laughs> you know, you can just go to Chinatown and get it. Like, you don't have to live there to... Well, right now he lives in Pomona, I think. So... Oh, okay. So he's looking for a reason to get closer to civilization. He was, he was going to move closer, and he was, like, looking at different neighborhoods. And I'm like, you just chose a neighborhood because I told you about Chinese food available <laughs> basically uh, 20 hours a day. Um, yeah, you should so... move, to, move to Koreatown. That's where, like, all the best restaurants are. Yeah, but uh, the rent is All the foodie people are like crazy about Koreatown. They are. Uh, But Chinatown, for those of you who might be uh, ultra local uh, thing where we can discuss, uh, there's like (laughs) this ultra local sports ball bucket. There's uh, there's four uh, new apartment buildings going up in Chinatown. So I have a feeling that rent is about to take like a temporary dip as uh, volume goes up. Mm. So uh, it's the kind of thing where like if you get in now, you might be able to lock in something so low that the 4% increase year after year still keeps you behind everyone else. I think you would want to get in after they open. No, yeah, right after they open. But yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they one of them open now, and there's two more that are opening in 2019, and the other one's opening first quarter of 2020. So it's like, get in right, not after they're all open, because then they'll adjust their prices accordingly. But mm-hmm. like one of them is like starting at uh, $1,600. And I was just like, say what? $1,600? For a one-bedroom? Where? Hey, wait, what? Now what's going on? Um, but it, it's it's so funny. I, I, there's a there's a place that I've been like a condo that I've been looking at is that they've been developing ooh, it. A condo. Well, I mean, like the building is really nice. So yes. it's this, this place called Perla. I've got like this fascination with this place. And I remember like uh, just the other day I was down by their office. So I like I stopped in because their website doesn't have prices, but it does the like. Uh, condos starting at the low 400 400 thousands which by the way people anywhere else in the country are just like what the hell is it a mansion (laughs) meanwhile i'm just like oh my little humble studio condominium (laughs) for four hundred thousand dollars uh yeah guys guess what guess what i can't touch all four of the walls at the same time (laughs) cool 400k yeah um but I like walked in there and I was just like, uh, so your website doesn't have any prices. Tell me, tell me seriously. What, what does a reasonable apartment look like or a reasonable condo look like in this place? 494. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. In the no, it's like, uh, they were just like, you know, like a oh, good one bedroom with a good view is probably like, you know, 600,000 or something like that. I'm like, still not, not, still not, not horrible. completely unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess depending on like, oh, well, so we classify it as okay, good decent fantastic unbelievable 
and then rock your bank. That's our views. So <laughs> when I say good, what I mean is uh, you're not directly over the sewage treatment plant that's next door, but you're adjacent to it. So the smell's there, but not the view. I do like how there's like places in LA where it's just like, uh, like if you look on Trulia, it's some like the lower rents places. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, yes, it is over an Indian burial ground. Yes, it is haunted. Yes, it is in the LAX flight plane. And yes, it is directly over top of an earthquake. But. Uh, fault line. But. But. Incredible sun sunlight <laughs> in the window. Yeah. $450,000. It could be yours. $450,000. <laughs> I, I was talking with these guys about housing. And uh, he, he said that he went and looked at a place. And he was like, this price does not fit the apartment that uh, they're describing. And I can't understand why. Um and no views out the windows. When he showed me the listing, yeah. I noticed immediately, I'm like, there's no pictures of windows in this apartment. And he was like, yeah, I didn't get that until I visited. Um, but there's like, oh, the rooftop is fantastic. Oh, there's like all these amenities. And he's like, it's too cheap. I don't know why. But he went and looked. And the other building is literally eight inches away. So yeah. he can open the window and reach out and touch the <laughs> building across from him. And apparently it gets light like seven minutes a day just <laughs> as the sun is directly over top of the gap it illuminates the room and then it's immediately blocked by the roof terrace and it's dark again in that little alleyway and he's like yeah so uh it's a little dark in here and he's like i see the windows but and he's like yeah well when we built this building there was nothing next door and then they put up the building next door and blocked the light for that's, everybody in this side that's so. the one thing i really like about like uh la as opposed to like new york mm -hmm. where it's just like I, all my friends buying like new york real estate who are just like yeah so it is 15 floors underground yeah yes yeah. it is between two subway tracks yeah and what he said was uh he was like after <laughs> but he, it only cost seven hundred thousand dollars so <laughs> after he looked at it he was like actually weighing it out he was like all right so i mean i'm leaving for work at like eight in the morning i'm getting back at like nine ten o'clock anyway Sun's not a really big deal as it is. Uh, maybe. I mean, the price is pretty right. I could probably mean, work this out. Meanwhile, friend of the show, Rob, is living in his McMansion in Maryland for what we pay in rent right less, now. So, yeah. Less than what we pay in rent. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, anyway, so uh, speaking of less than what we paid for rent, uh, we had a super nice room when we went to San Diego. Yes. Back uh, to that. Suite, a suite at the, uh, what was the place called? Gas Lamp suites plaza suites yeah gas lamp plaza suites which i highly recommend the hotel it was nice and historic uh i think our floor actually used to be conference rooms because that's what it kind of looked like uh well they had one called the churchill suite i didn't ever get a chance to like ask anybody uh, about yeah, we it probably probably should have i wanted um, to i wanted to figure out if that was the churchill like yeah um, fred churchill stayed here once <laughs> and uh we just named it after gonzo it churchill nice. yeah it's very nice um but uh I was not expecting that. We left town, left L.A., headed south with no re uh, no reservation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to figure it out on the way. And we figured it out on the way and uh, turned to be a – and they, they describe it as a – like it sleeps four. Is that what they said? Yeah. On the ad. And I was like, ah, oh, wait, listen, the price is right, and I think we can, we can manage this. Um, and then it turned out like open the door, and I'm like, oh, wait, I can go left and right in this room? What is going <laughs> on right now? Uh, and it turned into a pretty nice place. I was like old buildings because you walk into them and you're just like, look at the space. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Sometimes you like walk into an old old place and it's just like the feet are five feet tall. Yeah. The ceilings are five feet tall and you're just like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Like, but then sometimes you walk into some palatial estate and you're just like, this used to be tonight. a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah, we just made it a hotel. Um, building was also very nice and it was convenient to the gas lamp which is mm -hmm. what we wanted uh walking distance as we proved several times to petco and to a lot of the stuff down not downtown but gas lamp yeah uh, i mean it was downtown but uh overall uh you know walked in and took pictures and uh it's that thing it was like i try not to be that guy like uh what is it? Um, act like you belong here or act like you've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. I try to do the act like you've been here before thing, but like super nice room. And it was hard not to, uh, it was hard to say, Hey, I am, uh, I've been here before. Cause I haven't really been here before. That room was, was super nice. Oh no. Looks like we might be frozen. Yeah. Oh, well anyway, just push on back. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> So first night, uh, we got there at uh, mid, a little like mid afternoon, um, hung out, explored the hotel a little bit, and then went to the game at seven. Yeah, and not a great game. 
Uh, we got there before first pitch. We were there for the whole pregame stuff. Again, Petco Park's beautiful. And then... Uh, good good group of O's fans, too. Also, yes. Yeah. And we had... Uh, it wasn't family, but probably friends sitting yeah. in front of us, which was fantastic. The Yakaboni. Yakaboni. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, again, somebody didn't know who was on the team because I <laughs> probably should watch more games. Um, nonetheless, uh, leadoff home run followed by a second home run, <laughs> two pitches, two home runs, uh, and then I was just like, all right, let's go get a drink. Uh, <laughs> let's go can, explore, shall we? We can go look around for a while. Uh, and I, they, they put some runs on the board later in the game, but they also gave up way more. Yeah, they uh, didn't, they didn't uh, do a lot to improve their chances at that point unfortunately not it was not a great uh was not a great experience so um unfortunately uh they dropped the first one but um game was also relatively short uh wait it was done by like 9 30 or so yeah i think it started a little bit early though it was like yeah oh no it was like it was 7 10 7 10 sir yeah and uh we're out by 9 30 and we got uh some time to go back to the hotel and uh change and then out to the into the night and explore the gas lamp and had a couple drinks at a nice place. And it was overall just a good evening. Yeah. And then I forgot, I guess, that uh, the game was at 1230. And um, best laid plans, we got up in the breakfast the next morning. Uh, went and explored the Midway, uh, which if you have like history at all, which Corey does not, I highly recommend. Uh, I like his. What are you? <laughs> oh, uh, Kurt has joined us. Kurt, uh, thank you for joining us in the stream. If you can actually see it. Uh, appreciate it. Um but uh, maybe it's our internet. It could be our internet, actually. Yeah. Every once in a while, it just goes down. Yep. Just but at an inopportune time. We seem time. to be broadcasting fine, so <laughs> let's keep going with it. Um, game started at 1230. Uh, learned a lesson about an aircraft carrier. Everything below the flight deck, not meant for cell phones. Yeah. Um, and so almost like, hard to believe you know, we are we're walking around and exploring and like totally not paying attention and uh then we f- were like finally like oh well let's just wrap this up we'll go up to the flight deck it'll be fine and we step up on the flight deck and my phone basically has a seizure as it uh <laughs> like messages and texts yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh tweets coming in and like oh i must not have had service down there i didn't realize oh it's 1220 and the game starts at 1230. Uh, so let's just hustle down to the end of this thing and take a picture and uh, we'll roll out. And uh, took a bur- or a lime across city uh, to, to the game. Um, and much better experience second time of the game. Um, we actually got there a little late. Though it was hot with the sun on us and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell the folks, because uh, the one complaint I have about Petco is the customer service at the <laughs> ticket window. And that's based solely on Corey's uh, experience trying to do that. So let, I, let's talk about that. <laughs> Well, I, I just like I went up to the to the woman. I was. Uh, oh, by the way, the... Uh, Corey is a history hater and did not go to the midway with us. So uh, he went down to the ballpark early. So that, that that's I, where this is. Coming I would I rather explore the city than uh, go to the midway. It, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, but I went to buy the tickets from the Padres and went up to the box. Corey office hates and the military. <laughs> <laughs> I I like how I was at the at the uh, the Diamondbacks game, which we'll get to in a second. And yeah. they were just the uh, they were doing one of those like uh, salute to service things. Yeah, yeah where yeah. it's just like we invite you all to stand and applaud for all the military members in the audience, plus people who are firefighters, EMTs. And I'm just like I'm just like all right, na- you uh, Army, Navy, Marines. I'm all right. You yeah. know, EMTs, firefighters, and it's like and police. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Back I go. Well, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, ticket yeah. window. Ticket window in city. Uh, ask for two things. For it to be on a row and for it to uh, be undercover. Aisle. On an aisle. Aisle. Yeah. Be on an aisle and undercover. And uh, neither one of those things were. Wait, wait. What we did she say the, to you, though? What we did she say to you when you made that request? She's like, I got three seats right here. I'm like, great. <laughs> that was it. Mm, I thank didn't, you. I, didn't exa- I mean, technically speaking, they were on an aisle, but they were on an <laughs> they were on an aisle at the end of the aisle. We were at where the end of the row. Yeah, like where you just meet up against a concourse. Yeah, or, like, against a fence. Yeah. Uh, so we could have jumped the fence and dropped down, you know, <laughs> ten feet to the concourse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that wasn't a good plan. So um, luckily, just uh, because I get up a couple times during the game, and I, yeah. I don't like bothering people if I can avoid it. So if I can be on the end and just like. Whoosh, out then now, now a question of etiquette as i pass mm-hmm. do i give you the ass or the crotch <laughs> um 
But yeah, and uh, the most uh, the most caustic thing to me is, you know, a fair-skinned man walks up and says, really need to be undercover. Uh, what do you got <laughs> undercover? And she's like, gotcha. And we could not have been more in the sun uh, <laughs> if we were in the center of the field. And really, it just... <laughs> We could have been sun. more in the sun if the seats were on the sun. That's probably true. <laughs> it was uh, it was bright and it was su- it was uh, well. And the other part too was like the early part of the day. There was like a nice marine layer, and it was uh, just like yeah. you know maybe it's just gonna be like a cool cloudy day all day, yep. and it'll be fine. First pitch, <laughs> bloop, sun comes out. We're like oh, all right, well this is gonna be good. Hey, they're playing baseball. <laughs> I want to watch. Uh, so, t- goddamn you, sun, and your love of Padres baseball. <laughs> Took pretty good care. Uh, got a little, uh, tried to get rid of the farmer's tan a little bit. Had the sleeves up. Did not think about the knees. Uh, got sunburned <laughs> on top of the knees because uh, the shorts came up. Uh, it's unfortunate. But uh, anyway, it gave us an excuse to get out of the sun a few times and go for a walk. So we walked the stadium again. And um, by the way, uh, I still need to put that Google review in. There's a pizza place on the concourse level. Yeah. If you ever go to San Diego, the, heed these words. It's in the right field, uh, outfield concourse. I don't remember the name of the place. I'm sure it's the pizza place there. It's like Brickyard Pizza or whatever. Yeah. But they have bottomless Coke. Now, the previous day, I had purchased two, I think, Cokes, maybe three, uh, at the cost of $9 a piece or $11 a piece or whatever it was. Uh, So then we stumble on this place. It's like $8.50. But we saw it because it had the Coke machine there. And I'm like... They let you fill your own drinks? What's this about? <laughs> and we walk around and we see bottomless Coke, $9. I'm like, there's, there's I feel, be some I feel particularly bad because we went out to smoke. Here's another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's another example of legendary Padres <laughs> customer service. Uh, we went out to smoke. And <laughs> before we left, when we were like getting stamped by the guy at the gate. Which, by the way, like, uh, listen, it, we, I understand your position. But to say, oh, we don't allow any smoking in the stadium. So stamp this. Take two steps out of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Out of the- smoke all you want there. Turn around and come back in, back through security with your stamp and your fine. Okay. <laughs> we can't just find a little place. Like, we could literally just smoke in that little concourse there. Like, yeah. We're down below everybody else. We're basically sectioned off. Like, There's no There's probably some California rule where it's just like you can't smoke within the property of the stadium. But it's like I get the no indoor smoking thing, but... We're literally outdoors. Yeah. But I, we got burned by a very hot sun all day. We are outdoors. I also, I also like how like they have like no smoking signs all over the hotel that clearly people have smoked in for like seventy years because yeah, it had that like seventy year old sm- s- cigarette smell to it. All of a sudden, we changed the law, and now it's not okay. All right, all right. No, on. you can't open your window and smoke a cigarette. What are you? You might ruin the the hotel. Uh, it smells. You could like smoke cig- on the rooftop deck, but only in this small little corner. We can't have the cigarette smell going elsewhere. It's just like, listen, uh, this place smells like uh, unfiltered camels. Okay, uh, so I'm thinking maybe it's not going to be a problem. Nonetheless, so uh, I'm going to uh, uh, switch off from the San Diego part of this. Hang real on, quick. A sec. you're okay. t- in the middle of the Coke. Oh yeah, so we 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 uh, asked the guy as we were exiting. Uh, can we bring our cokes with us yeah. and come back in? He's just like, yeah, sure thing. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we walked outside with full cokes that yep. we just paid like nine bucks for or whatever. Yep. And then uh, started to walk back in and they're like, oh, you can't bring that coke back in. It's just like, motherfucker, I've been in your view the whole time. Well, he, <laughs> they, they were just like, oh, you can't bring that back in. I'm like, oh, well, we asked before we left. And he said it was fine. Oh, you can bring the cup, just not the liquid. Motherfucker. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? Like, why would I take a cup out if it wasn't to yeah. take it out and bring it back in? Anyway, so uh, Corey dumped his. I guzzled mine. Well, I, I drank like, I most of this. mine. I, <laughs> I drank it like it was literally full. I was like, I was like, I got it down to like a quarter left, and I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't do it anymore. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to prove a point. Yes. Anyway, so uh, that was San Diego. It was super fun. Uh, I encourage everyone to check out Petco. I think it was a good experience. It's overall, overall, overall. In San Diego, yeah, uh, and especially the stadium. But you had been to uh, earlier <laughs> yeah. to Phoenix, and now for a not a recommendation. Yes, <laughs> don't go to Phoenix, especially not in the summer. It's not; it's inhabitable. There's no not fit it, for man or beast. It's not it, like it, when I left the the state, like when I was driving back home, it was ten thirty at night or something like that. It was still hundred degrees out at ten thirty at night. It is not fit for anybody to live there, and. By the way, I found out some little uh, sneaky little trick about Arizona. Uh, Phoenix is the sixth largest city in the country. Right. By population. 
But you know how they get that? By adding all the cities that aren't Phoenix that sur- mm-hmm. surround it. So, like, Glendale is, like, Phoenix. And it's, like, in L.A., like, the uh, cities that break off from L.A. don't count towards their population. So, technically, whenever they're talking about the population of L.A., that doesn't include, like, Santa Monica and Beverly Hills. Yeah. And That's why when we talk about it, it's, like, it's a, it's a metro area of 8 million people. Yeah. But L.A. has 4 million in it. Yeah, right. yeah, but there's these little places that have a lot of people in them that yeah, yeah. aren't technically L.A. And there's, Phoenix like, things that are, like, part of the city, but, like, are their own neighborhood. Like, North Hollywood is, like, a town on its own, but it's part of incorporated L.A. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Phoenix, I, I, I did the math. If you uh, take the population of Phoenix, which is like one and a half million people, and you take all the people who are uh, living in Baltimore and Baltimore County, it's the same amount of people. Oh, and I would argue that Baltimore and Baltimore County are more of like a concise area. Yeah, than, concise uh, area yeah. than this Phoenix area that they've created. And um, much like Phoenix, uh, lots of racist if you go to certain areas of Baltimore <laughs> County. Dundalk in particular. The, the part, the thing I laughed at loudest probably all this week was the uh, Baltimore County and Montgomery County. It's like, if anyone's going to be racist to the city, it's me and maybe the boy. <laughs> By the way, oh my God. Uh, also went to Universal. Uh, took three days off, took, went to Universal on Wednesday. Uh, of course, they have Springfield Land at Universal. Yeah. While eating lunch, that episode of The Simpsons came on, <laughs> and I started cackling at the episode. Not because it's that particularly funny, but I could only think of that meme. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, oh, it was so It was pitch perfect. People looking at me, and I'm just like, sorry. I, <laughs> there's no, I can't explain why this there's is There's a meme that's funny to me. And it's about racism. Let me explain it. Uh, if you're from Baltimore, you know. You might not understand unless you're from Baltimore, but here, here are the flags of Baltimore County and Montgomery County, two counties in Maryland. <laughs> uh, anyway, But yeah. yes, don't, uh, Arizona, the ballpark is nice. I, I like a... I find it interesting uh, how ballparks introduce themselves to you. Okay. Like, so if you go to a game at uh, Camden Yards, it'll be like, you know, welcome to Oriole Park at Camden Yards, the ballpark that forever changed baseball. Which is true. Petco is an example. Uh, yeah. Petco, I think they said, like, the most beautiful park in America or something like that. Yeah, voted Which America's like, most beautiful park. Yeah. It's like they're a couple years in a row, whatever it was. So <laughs> When I went to, <laughs> to uh, Arizona, which is a fine ballpark, but not anything on the level of Camden Yards or Petco Park. Uh, They were going like, welcome to Chase Field, the most interesting park in all of baseball. And I'm just like, usually when you say interesting, it's not like a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Someone's just like, hey, what did you think of that uh, song I wrote and sent to you? It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It means I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't enjoy it at all. I just said it. I said it was interesting to make you think that it was like thought provoking. I got nothing else to say. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is all I got. But, uh, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, and listen, nothing can be that interesting if it's 115 degrees outside. So. It's so hot. I can't even like I, I like I wanted to like explore Phoenix a little bit. But literally, if you were out there for more than 10 minutes, you were bursting into flames. So and people don't live there. Like, that's, that's what that's you were the saying. Yeah. Like, the, the whole time. Like when we were in San Diego, we still saw people everywhere. When I was in Arizona, like literally for the whole two days I was in Arizona, I think maybe outside of the ballpark I saw like twenty people. Same twenty. Just, yeah. It's like the Matrix. They're just circling. Yeah. Or uh, damn, what was that movie with Jim Carrey? Truman uh, Show. Truman Show. Yeah. They're just circling the block and coming back it's around. Like, it's like Truman Show without the budget for extras. <laughs> <laughs> just like you got to call all your friends to come be extras. Uh. Anywho. Uh yeah, that's sports ball. Yep. Oh wait. Oh wait. Eh, I didn't have it queued up. I didn't know you were gonna end it that fast. Ah, but sorry. yeah, that's <laughs> go ahead, hit it again. Yeah, that's sports ball. Well, now that we're thirty minutes into the podcast, uh, and we've covered one topic, let's try to roll through as many of these as we can. Uh this week, Democratic debate. Yes. Um I watched exactly zero seconds of it. Right. Uh, so just like the first debate, just like the first debate. Here's the thing. I will start paying attention once you get 20 people off the stage. I, I have no, I don't want to hear from Andrew Yang. I already know what he's going to say. I don't want to hear from Williamson. I already know what she's going to say. Uh, Delaney. What I want is I want Jake Tapper to have the position to just tell people to leave. Uh, I, like, you brought up the mic muting thing. I think at some point he's just be like, "All right, you're done, Yang. All right, um, so let's move on to people who are actually have a chance to win presidency." Um, <laughs> like I wanted Tabard to just like when like uh, Michael Bennett was talking, like after he did his opening like whole thing, where it's just like, uh, you know, like oh, I'll be good for America because I was good for Colorado. 
he's like doing these lines where it's like supposed to like hype up the crowd but they're not it's just like and that's why i love america crickets crickets <laughs> like i really just wish jake tyro would like pull off his glasses dramatically and just be like michael bennett get the fuck off the stage you're done <laughs> Like literally, nobody is asking for you to be here. Right. You're done. You're get out. the audience. All right. Anybody? Uh, anybody gonna vote for him? Anybody here for Bennett? All right. No. See ya. All right. You're out. Um, <laughs> or he hits the big X. Oh, combining <laughs> game show, a reality TV game show with the debate. Hit the big X. You're off. I'm sorry. Uh, I. But uh, seriously, I like this debate idea where it's uh, like say every candidate gets. Uh, 20 minutes total to speak right like yeah. they've they've separate they've figured out that that's the even split of all the candidates speaking time it's quick chess yeah so if it. you if you want to get into the healthcare thing and you want to keep running over your time you're free to do it but i understand yep. you're cutting into your 20 total minutes yep and the second you hit it mute you're we done are, we're, we're doing 20 questions uh everyone will have be able to respond on 20 questions you get a minute for every question your time is up here behind you. Uh, so if I cut you off, that is a warning that your minute has expired on this yeah, question. Yeah. But you can continue to go. Just know the clock is running. And at some point, we're going to be 33 minutes into this debate. And they're going to be like, uh, I apologize, Senator. You have uh, Kamala, run out of your time. Kamala Harris is going to be into her like, well, Mr. Vice President, I was a victim of. It's just like, like sorry, no. uh, sorry, uh, Senator, your time has expired. Time expired. You agreed to the terms of the debate, and we are going to hit it. Uh, again, <laughs> just getting game. getting in on Biden's mic. It's just like, I was a victim of your racism. <laughs> just a big X. Little I, The light changes from white to red over top of them. The mic's <laughs> muted, and they just stand there in shame because uh, they realize they've made no points all night and burned all 20 of their minutes. <laughs> Um, but no, I'll start paying more attention when we get we call the field down a little bit and we try to get some people. But as you pointed out in our pre-show meeting, it's looking like Iowa might be the time, which means we are months away from yeah. that being the case. Well, there is another debate uh, that's coming up. Well, with, really? <laughs> with, Color me with stricter uh, things to uh, uh, standards to get standards in. to get in. Yeah. Basically. Uh, these first couple debates had very low standards to, yeah. to reach it, which is why there's so many candidates out there. But uh, all we have for the next one so far is Biden, Booker, Buttigieg, Harris, Klobuchar, O'Rourke, Sanders, and Warren. Okay, so here's a little advice. Uh, Pete, I love you. Stick it out. Uh, yeah. You're going to be governor of Indiana in two years, so I love that you're on the national scene. Um, not going to be president, but I, I want you to be, but you're not going to be. You make a compelling cabinet member. Yes. And maybe that's what he is. Get yeah. in, do two years in the cabinet, go home, run for governor of Indiana, and then set yourself up for 2024. If you know, Sanders wins and then dies of a heart attack, um, which is possible. He's like 80 years old. Um, Beto go home, <laughs> go home to Texas, run for Senate. We need Democrats in the Senate. Yeah. Run against Cornyn. There's no reason yeah. not to, um, you Warren? can move all this money into a Senate race. It could be one of the highest paid Senate races in the history of the world. Yes. Uh, Kamala and Booker. I love both of you. But uh, Kamala, you finally got called out about being a prosecutor who just basically created a war on African-Americans in the U.S. Uh, maybe <laughs> go home and lick your wounds a little bit and realize that the Senate is the best place for you to clean up your record. <laughs> I love that. I love, by the way, how... Uh, there was a when Tulsi Gabbard basically took Kamala Harris out of the knees. Yeah, she's just like fuck this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she had no, she had no like the question had nothing to do with it too. She's just, just like, I'm taking her down. Here we go. Just like uh, Tulsi Gabbard, do you have anything to say about healthcare? It's like no, but I have something to say about Kamala Harris's <laughs> state's attorney of California. Um, but uh, also think that maybe one of these debates we should do tag team. Because I already like the Warren Sanders. Yeah. Like, uh, don't make me turn my guns on him. That's a Republican talking point, And you're basically tearing I, something apart that I agree with. I would rather. I, I like the idea of the, the Bernie Warren tag team, though, because Bernie could just be like on the on the ropes. Just like just to, like, come on, let me get in here. I got something to say. Yeah. Just going nuts. Going nuts. Like when you see the, the when you see me like in, the, Elizabeth, when you see the real wrestling tag team, it's like the one guy who's like gassed and you see the partner like leaning as far as he can. It's just like, come on, M.A. M.A., I'm going to get in here. Just that by hand. Just Beto's, Beto's coming around the corner. <laughs> slightly graze my fingers. Grabs the leg off, <laughs> drops him down. In fact, if we could do this in a wrestling ring, I might, in fact, enjoy it more. Uh, anyway, so, yes, it'll be great. And I don't think that's finalized, though, right? Because 
more people can qualify up to yeah, the deadline. I mean, apparently, <laughs> God knows how this happened, but uh, Andrew Yang is apparently on the bubble for qualifying. So here's the Yang gang is not to be trifled with. They yeah, are it's they're scary. crazy about their candidate who can't win. Between Yang and uh, Marion Williamson, yeah, like there is just a Trump-ish thing happening in the Democratic Party as well, and it's scary because. It was funny the first time, but then we elected him president. Yeah. And now I'm looking at it like, no, 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 let's not fuck around with this. Okay, yeah. uh, we need to get this boy I don't off wanna, the stage. I don't want to end up with my choice being between Williamson and Trump. So <laughs> let's get serious. I here. will burn this motherfucker <laughs> to the ground if that is the choice. I am just telling you all now. Guillotines <laughs> are coming out. Williamson's such an interest. Like I'm so fascinated by her. Like she's she's Stop not it. that is Trump talk. You're <laughs> no, a Trumper no, I'm right ser- now. I'm serious. Listen, I'm not going to vote for her, for her, but like she's pretty interesting. And then eight months from now, Corey's like, listen, let me tell you why your vote should be for Williamson. Uh, she's a genius, genius businesswoman. Um, yeah, she's going to put children oils. in cages, but they'll be hanging from the ceiling, so they won't actually be on the floor. Solutions. <laughs> Her, she, she's going to give every caged child essential oils that will help de-stress them. <laughs> the, the thing that no antidepressants. Though. The thing that's interesting about Williamson is like she brings up really like interesting points that are well thought out, and like she does it in like a compelling manner. Yeah. Uh, but she's also like the craziest person I think I've ever seen in my life. So like, there's like this like going back and forth between like, oh, that's a really interesting point, Mary. <laughs> it's just like. Uh, what about a time you agreed with Scientology on like ninety-seven percent of their facts? It's just like, not so much. I um, <laughs> not, so, not so crazy about Williamson. Here's the thing: it's the uh, the rent is too damn high guy. <laughs> his debate, he actually held his own on several points. He made salient points. He did. <laughs> the problem though is, whenever it hit something he wasn't too uh, into or too cognizant about, it would just turn to like, the rent is too damn high. And I'm like, uh, okay, so. You only got the one note. You're yeah. a crazy person. <laughs> uh, and we've allowed you to enter this debate. And this is problematic. Uh, but, and I feel like she's kind of the same way. It, yeah. It's just, there's a, an edge. But you know who else was like that? The president of the fucking United States was like that back in 2016. So yeah. it's all terrifying. Um, and I joke about Pete Buttigieg running in 2024 for president. And that is a really huge assumption that the United States will be a country in which you can vote or at all in 2024. So I suppose we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for the next debate, though. Uh, if it's down to seven, I may watch. Uh, I just don't want to see everybody getting 25 seconds to respond to stuff. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it's too many people. It's too many uh, people who are like talking like there's really no point for John Delaney to be up on this stage at this yeah. point. He's not going to win. He's just taking he's just kicking people out. Uh, I'm going to just run through real quick. And after two debates, say yay or nay to okay. the people who are remaining just based off of their debate performances sure. so far and whether or not I think they have an actual chance of winning the presidency. Uh, Michael Bennett. No, Jeb. <laughs> Joe Biden, sure. Nah. I mean, he can stay. He's he's go, he's the front runner, so he's not he's going like, anywhere. Mainstream media stops reporting about him, and he will die. That is it. it, it he's being I mean, he, up by eventually, that. he's just. I think he's just going to fade away, like he always does when he runs for president. But Let's like hope. for the time being, there's no reason why he can't stay in the race. Sure, sure, too, sure. Uh, De Blasio gone. Is he still running? Yeah, <laughs> he was out there trying to make points too. Uh, Cory Booker can stay. He had a really good debate. Um, Steve Bullock gone. Uh, Pete Buttigieg can stay. Julian Castro can stay, but he's on the bubble. He did really good, though, as well. He has on the first points. debate. In the second debate, he kind of fell apart. Okay. I, yeah. Again, I didn't see the second. I haven't even seen the highlights for the second John debate. Delaney, get the fuck out. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Just for fun. Can stay for, for now. Fun. Yes. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand can go. Yeah, let's have some whiskey. I don't even know who the fuck this person is. Mike that's Gravel? The, yeah, that's the uh, Alaskan senator. senator. Oh, yeah. He has a qualifier if I anything, so go. Uh, Kamala Harris can stay for now. No, go home, go. Kamala. Jay Inslee can stay. Those glasses have really, really <laughs> done something it? to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> They've tickled me in just the right manner. Uh, Klobuchar can stay for now. She's on the bubble. Only because she took out Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck that person is. Seth Moulton is out already, isn't he? I think so. O'Rourke. Uh, go. Go home to Texas. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't really see the point in him staying in this. Like, it, he's not good enough to win so and he's risking any senate campaign he yeah. might actually run tim so. ryan can go bernie sanders can stay tom steyer can go 
So they got a lot of people on this list who don't matter. Elizabeth Warren can stay. I think she's my favorite going into it. Mm-hmm. Marion Williamson can go. Andrew Yang can go. Uh, oh, that's it. I thought I thought we were gonna have to go through a lot more names. No, a couple of people actually dropped yeah. out already. I think so. So yes, uh, I I I I feel like a lot of these candidates can go already, but yeah. the the problem is that they got somebody, you know, like uh, somebody in uh, uh, what's his face, the Maryland guy, got Delaney, keep, Delaney, yes, uh, someone in Delaney's office is just going like, listen, when you place third in Iowa, they're gonna money's gonna start pouring in, and they're gonna take you real serious. Nope, they are not. <laughs> But then you got to run and get to Iowa and realize you only got 1% before you can like drop out quietly. <sighs> Do an O'Malley and just be like an hour before the polls close and just be like, hey, guys, it was fun. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be this thing where um, eventually. <laughs> Don't report my vote totals. I'm already out. <laughs> uh, eventually, we will all come to the realization that we've been making a mistake for a long time. Speaking of which, uh, this morning, some unbelievably tragic news out of El Paso uh, in a. Never would have seen that coming, sarcastic response way. Um, at a Walmart in El Paso, Texas, uh, Cielo Vista Walmart, which I've actually been to, uh, funny enough. Um, a shooter went in, killed 20, injured 24, uh, and of course that number is likely to grow. Uh, the 24 reported is um, is people who are in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and it's a low number because apparently... There may have been some people who were shot and then left the scene because their immigration status is questionable and they did not want to risk being deported. Yeah. Even though they were shot by a terrorist in an act of terrorism, they were afraid to seek medical care because of their immigration status. Yeah. Just imagine you were in like the World Trade Center and you were just like, I can't go to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, Missing the bottom half of my leg. We'll figure this out. Uh, I'm going to rope it off, and uh, we'll see how it works out. Now, I, I made a joke in the description for this episode that Baltimore is creeping ever closer to escape from L.A. or escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but realistically, the entire country is. Um, it's getting a little ridiculous. And you know, I, it, there are people joking about the creep toward fascism, but honestly, so we already have concentration camps. We've already defined who the other is. We've already positioned ourselves opposite of the other. And we've allowed them to be treated like animals. They're, they're subhuman now. Um, and people who are related to them, like even cause, uh, you know, casually or defenders of them, are now worried about being targeted. You know, I, I was making this argument to people at work. I'm like, people like me are next on the list. Because after the other is all caged away, then they start looking at the troublemakers and like, yeah. who are we going to have to worry about? Who's going to be loud and obnoxious and, you know, guillotines, start talking about guillotines in an inconvenient yeah, time. That's, that's when, uh, that's when Nazi Germany went from, uh, just the Jews to Jews and, uh, and others, <laughs> likewise people. All. Yes. Yeah. Jews at all. Uh, and you know, I, I told people, and but I don't know why people don't know this quote more, but father Niermoller who said, uh, you know, they came for the Jews, but I wasn't a Jew. So I said nothing. And they came for the communists, but I wasn't a communist. So I said nothing. They came for the trade unionists, but I wasn't a trade unionist. So I said nothing. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. Yeah. And like, that's what they, they, this is track is you pick off people who just enough people don't care about that. We can't get any action moving. Yeah. And let be frank. If I was to be sent to a concentration camp, there would be several people who would be very upset, but generally there might be a sentiment of like, Oh, well, you know, uh, he's been running his mouth for a long time. Maybe he'll learn a thing or two. Uh, so eventually just people get picked off until there's no one left. And we're on a slow roll towards uh, the downfall of society. Again, when people will not seek medical care because they are worried about the consequences of medical care. Uh, and this is forgetting the fact that this is like the uh, 200th shooting. I, I would also year. like to point out that this is like the third shooting where Trump was like kind of directly like <laughs> it fit into the to the uh, M.O. of the shooter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and. I, I all I know is that if if there was a mass shooter during the Obama years who just liked Obama's Facebook page, oh, Fox yeah. News wouldn't be able to stop talking about it for a we week and a half. We would still be yeah. talking about it now. <laughs> but yeah, he he noted about Donald Donald Trump. But remember when that guy liked <laughs> Obama's Facebook page and shot that guy, that one guy in San Diego? Yes. Remember? <laughs> remember? <laughs> who's remember? The, who's there for his memory? Like 
Ridiculous. But again, uh, and Walmart responded today, and uh, I've seen about 90 tweets with the like, hey, fixed it for you, Walmart, where it was like, because of this second tragedy in a week at a Walmart location, we are no longer going to sell firearms. But of course, that's not what they're going to do. Um, and we just can't get smart on this. I, I mean, like anyone who's been listening to the podcast for more than, I don't know, six months, I'm not the guy. I'm not the the crazy green liberal who's saying... Take all the guns. We don't. I'm on everything else. You are just not yeah. on this specific. <laughs> I mean, this per- this particular thing. I'm very much like, no, guns are good. We should have them. Uh, but maybe make it a little harder for the crazy racists to have them. And yeah. can we finally say white nationalism is far more threatening to American society than any sort of Islamic-related terrorists? At one point, at what point does the body count of white nationalist terrorists have to double, triple, quadruple the amount of people who have been killed in this country by Islamic terrorism for us to be like, you know what, maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's something we should address. You know, um, you know what I think it is? I think it's the uh, the idea that like uh, like every once in a while people get upset about or get worried about anthrax, like anthrax comes in the yes, news yeah, and yeah. like people are just like. God, I hope I'm not in the middle of some public place when they put out anthrax because then thousands of people will die. But then you don't think about like the like uh, things, you know, like car accidents kill a lot more people than anthrax. Yep. But you don't worry about like, you know, like, oh, I might die in this car accident. Like, yeah, like uh, the white supremacist shooters are kind of like the car accidents of terrorist attacks. Yeah, because they happen all the time. They might not take out hundreds of people like a 9-11 will. Right. But they'll take out. A couple dozen, but it's just sort of like I don't. I I just don't get like why. I don't know. <laughs> but again, uh, we've been through this so many times. I I just feel like we repeat ourselves so many times. Yeah, I say like, like, I want to talk about it, but what can we say about this one that we didn't say about the last yeah. one or the one before that or Christchurch, which this guy was citing as inspiration? Yeah, and he's saying stuff like the invasion of the, of the United States by yeah. Mexicans, and that is straight out of Trump's stump speeches. Yeah. Like, you cannot t- you cannot more directly tie this to the racist ass president of the United States. So I don't know uh, you know what the solution is. Oh wait, I do. Guillotines. Listen, it's a cheap solution. It is twenty five dollars worth of steel and ten dollars worth of lumber, and we could start making big changes around here. I mean, you got to remember the rope. The rope costs some of the money. Oh, listen, I'll do a gravity-fed one. I will be the one on top of a ladder. Just, like, like holding it? Hold, like, I'll pull it up as I go up the ladder, and then just, like, drop them in. Let's do this. Boom. And then climb down the ladder and grab it, pick it up. I don't even need the damn rope. Um, or we could use the entrails of the first person as the rope, and as it wears out, we'll just take more entrails. I'm down with that. Uh, when it comes to white nationalists, nothing is too big of a punishment. Uh, coming from a, I don't know if you could see, Super white guy. <laughs> very, very white guy. Uh, I don't know. You got a little tan in San Diego. I d- on the arms. <laughs> on the arms only. I actually can't really. The light's a little bright. You can't see it. But um, I, I want to. <laughs> Go back to your country, red knees. Yeah. Yeah. My, my <laughs> knees actually match my shorts right now. Um, so another story that came out this week. Not to skip over, but again. But what else were we going to say? <laughs> it's uh, stop shooting people. Um Ceasefire in Baltimore. I would say thoughts and prayers, but the problem is that that's become like so hyper political too. Like yeah. you can't even uh, make a general <laughs> like nod in the direction of I feel sorry for these people without it being like, well, what are you doing? Anyway. Uh, so one story that would deserves more time. So let's hold it till next week. Uh, Corey's favorite president's a huge racist. <laughs> Who's surprised? Uh, also, every Republican's favorite president. Also a huge racist. Surprise, surprise. surprise. Uh, so uh, tapes came out say, uh, with, of a conversation between President Nixon or uh, former President Nixon and President-elect Reagan. Yeah. Uh, where they used entirely racist language about black people. So we'll touch on that next week. I have some thoughts. Um, also. I mean, I don't think we really need to like. There's no, not- we do. We do. I have some thoughts. Well, we'll save it. It's fine. That's an evergreen story. Okay, it's not it's really fine, in the it's news. Fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, ASAP Rocky's coming home. The president uh, freed ASAP Rocky. Did you actually read the story about his release? No, I couldn't care less. And uh, like, <sighs> whenever you heard uh, anybody who ever worked with a presidency before now, yeah, like talk about like the unbelievable power of the presidency, where it's just like, uh, like they said something about like. Bush made an offhand comment once about like 
you know, like, oh, you can go to Walmart and buy that. Yeah. And then it became like this huge thing for Bush for like weeks, like where his staffers were just like, no, he didn't specifically say Walmart because he was trying to raise the prices on Walmart stock. He was just like making like a general like you can pick this thing up anywhere. And he happened to say Walmart. And it's like, you know, the Target people are upset because he went Walmart. Yeah, it's like it used to be that like the presidency held this like outrageous power where even if you said something like even a little bit off guard. It became like this huge problem. Yep. And now we're just like, whatever the fuck, like yep. none of it matters. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I just like I, the fact that the president is even dealing with, you know, some a rapper it, being in prison for punching a fan, apparently. Well, and like, you know, it, did he punch the fan? Like, maybe. But uh, more I mean, like, it, it, you know, somebody going to jail for doing something like that isn't like the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like, also, by the way, the president didn't free him. They reached the point in the Swedish process where there's an option of releasing them pending verdict. Yeah. And he got released. Now, he's probably never going to go back. Uh, so it'll be an issue of, like, will we send him to Sweden? Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be probably for the president. But the president didn't do shit. He yeah. tweeted something after an event occurred. And, well, and he's competing for likes with uh, And the Kim idea Kardashian. that, like, <laughs> you know, like Kim Kardashian and, and Kanye West have, like, sway over the president. Like, you know, like, oh, you really got to look into this ASAP Rocky situation. It's like, go fuck yourself. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> well, uh, we're already over time, but uh, let's uh, take a quick trip uh, on down to the Baltimore corner. Where you get the straight dope. Yeah. A uh, couple of big stories. Uh, Baltimore remains in the news. Trump can't keep our fucking name out your mouth. <laughs> um, Elijah Cummings. Yeah. Uh, again. A civil rights icon, someone who fought and bled for uh, yeah for civil rights, uh, has represented the city of Baltimore, West ba- West Baltimore, and parts of the county for thirty, 30 years, years now, yeah. probably. Um, tragically, uh, became a victim of the city of Baltimore as his house was uh, broken into, and he scared the person off by just shouting, uh, and they ran off before they got to the yeah to the upstairs where he was. Uh, and, of course, Trump uh, treated, uh, tweeted a sarcastic comment, which shows that, uh, again, he is a racist and doesn't care um, about anything. And uh, I, I don't know. Again, I, what do you say about Trump at this point? It's like, you know, uh, the thing that I've been seeing a lot of mostly from uh, right leaning friends on Facebook over the last two weeks here with the story is yeah. a lot of like, well, Trump is right. Baltimore is a shithole. And. Cummings isn't doing anything for him and stuff like that. It's like, I get your point. I get where you're coming from. But also realize this. Cummings is one of 438 members yeah. of Congress. So and his, way, ability, his ability to do anything is limited by 438 people coming together in some sort of way. He's done a lot of stuff. He yeah. puts a lot of bills forward. And then the Republicans, who had the majority for a long time, killed a lot of those bills. Yeah. And now he's dealing with Nancy Pelosi, who... Uh, as we've talked about before, is a huge fucking coward and doesn't want to do anything. Doesn't want to so. step up. So, yeah. like, this is this is part of the part of Cummings' problem is that he doesn't he doesn't have any direct tie to whether or not the city or fail uh, fails or or succeeds. Uh, you want to talk to the city council, the mm-hmm. mayor, yep, people like that. Hey, the governor, governor the yeah, governor Larry who Hogan has also not done shit. Larry Hogan has more to do with Baltimore's success than Cummings does because like he has more direct impact on what happens. Also. And, President, President of the United Trump, States. Trump. If Trump called up uh, Jack Young tomorrow and said, hey, what are some things I can do to help Baltimore? He'd have a list. Yep. He'd have some things that could happen that hey, the federal government could just help with and then could dramatically change things. I know but Ben problem, came up here the other day. Could you actually send us some HUD money? That would be great. Yeah. Fanta- I'd be fantastic with the money, not just the visit. So. Yeah. <laughs> Getting kicked off a church, too. Did you hear about that one? Yeah. <laughs> we don't like you anymore, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's just scary too. like the, the idea that like, you know, like the, there was the guy who like was sending pipe bombs to like AOC and CNN and yeah. Pelosi and a whole bunch of other different people. Now Elijah Cummings house gets broken into like, this is way worse than like, you remember when the Trump administration was making a big deal about like Sarah Huckabee Sanders getting yelled at at a restaurant and stuff like that, or like being asked to leave politely from a restaurant. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the greatest indignity of your life. Like imagine if like Elijah Cummings, like granddaughter was just like sleeping in the living room and some white supremacist breaks in with a gun. Yep. Some Trump loony. And it's like, listen, you know, shit gets out of hand sizes. real quick. Like, you know, like I, I, I just don't, uh, 
Uh, well, in other news, it's not well, the same thing. Uh, Baltimore again descending into Escape from New York. Um, light rail station that I used to take to University of Baltimore every single day uh, collapsed into the ground, and uh, the city Sinkholes, police sinkholes, baby. Yeah, the city police. Uh, refused to release camera footage of it actually happening. So, uh, Maryland MTA, technically. Oh, Maryland yeah. MTA, that's right. Yes, MTA. Um, They're the same ones that are responsible for not giving us the tapes of the start of the Mondaman That's right. Riots yeah. too. Maybe they just don't like to give out tapes. Which the city of the Baltimore Sun like sued like 19 different times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every single time they win a little bit more access, but then the, there's those like, no, this will compromise some sort of terrorist thing. <sighs> How about this? We'll pay to move the cameras after you show us the video from or that just day. show one camera that everyone can fucking see. Like the, you know, the cameras aren't secret. You can see them, the, by the way. The yeah. people, the people I know in Baltimore who we would call, let's just say they're criminals. <laughs> they know where the fucking cameras are. The cameras you can see, everyone knows where the fuck they are. Yeah. Like there's no like. Before you do anything, you look around for the cameras. Like some of them have bright blue lights yeah, shining on them. There's one on the corner there at at, at Russell and Pratt. Like just show the show that one camera that we can all see with our own goddamn eyes. Just of the sinkhole thing happening, so yep. we know what happened. That's yep. what, that's all we're trying to figure out. We're not asking for multiple angles. We don't want a supercut of everything that happened. I mean, like a police shooting happens, you get one tape. You yep. don't get like multiple. And usually you get someone recording the screen of yeah. another video that they've been edited yeah. uh, just to make sure it's a single video. Yeah. Uh, so Baltimore is a hellscape. And um, I love you, but Jesus Christ, can we get our shit together? <laughs> um, I'm going to make one suggestion to you. Guillotines. <laughs> it can make a lot of difference in everything that's going on, uh, especially if like, uh, you know, some city council members uh, step up behind my plan. Uh, I feel like there's maybe one or two that I could get on board. You know what? I'm on board with this guillotines thing. Let's just head up to Roland Park and just start cleaning the house a little bit. Uh, we can we can make some stuff happen. I think. I'm exhausted. Watch, watch, watch it be uh, what what's her face like Mary Beth Clarkson or something like that. The one who's the one white person on the city council who's been there for like 50 years. Oh yeah, she's from like Hamden. Is that Hamden? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, like the old walk, lady in the neighborhood. You walk into your guillotine story and she's like, "No, I love it. I've been." <laughs> I've been waiting, been waiting for so long for somebody to bring this up to me. Listen, listen, I would have done it, but I, uh, I'm i too weak to actually build the guillotines <laughs> myself. Do you think you could do that? I'll back you on this. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> she, you're talking. She's just opening up a desk drawer, and she just drops a blueprint for guillotines on it. It's like, let's do it. Come let's on. do this thing. Uh, we would change the city. You let's grab do him, it. You grab them by the legs. I'll grab them by the arms. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. It's like the dog who catches the car. You're like, um, okay. I've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, uh, I guess we're really doing it now. I know wasn't really, I don't really know what the next step is. Uh, I've been suggesting it and everybody's been laughing. And, um, I mean, Home Depot, is there a Home Depot around here? We go to? I feel like wood and rope. Uh, where do you get a big knife? Um, wouldn't it be funny if you just got like seven or eight members of the city council to be in on? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna vote yay on this. I think it's a good plan. <laughs> You're gonna propose it in front of the whole, the whole city hall. Like. Listen, I know you've been. Uh, what is that square called that they? Uh, McKeldin. Uh, yeah. I know you've been looking for something to do in McKeldin. <laughs> just follow me here. Public guillotine, and then we just start cleaning house. Yeah. Uh, I need one van. We'll drive around the city. We'll start scooping people up. We'll pick up the quote unquote unsavories. No, not the unsavories. Uh, yes, we have unsavories. The ones yeah. that live in the white L. That's where I'm gonna be <laughs> focused on. Up and down Charles Street, and then out into South Baltimore. Um. And uh, we're just going to bring them on down and, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, I'll put this to a vote. Uh, I think this will be pretty easy. Uh, all the eyes. Yeah. No, I, oh, we're with you. Wow. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then it comes time to actually pull the string and you're just like, I don't think I can do it. Oh, no, I absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You put Kevin Plank's head in that thing, and I am you're gonna have to hold me back away from the trigger. I will be like, like, let me go, man. Oh, it'll be a repeat of uh, 2009 all over again. Like, let me go, man. Let me go. <laughs> Kevin Plank kicking me in the face. It'll be great, fantastic. Oh, you know what? I uh, whew, I just got a little turned on. Um, mm, well, glorious. Yeah. 
Well, you know where you can find other ideas that might get us on some sort of list? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> Othanthem.com. Coordinatorothanthem.com. Othanthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line. 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, or at LegendCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, the most recent review was the uh, Once, upon time, Once upon a Time in Hollywood. And I have uh, The Farewell coming up on Monday. I just recorded that one today. Farewell? Is that a movie? Yeah. Hmm. It's the one with Aquafina where they oh, lie to the grandmother right. about dying of cancer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Go check it out. Yep. Uh, and check out the review, which is also available in podcast form. At anchor.com or anchor.fm. Yeah, anchor.fm forward slash Corey Baker film. There you go. All right. Yep. And of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure, except my Finsta. Um, and uh, make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, the news website, and the books which are available on Amazon. Byron's books. Except for the paperback version of the last two because still not done, as I said at the opening. Um, but uh, soon. Uh, soon and foe uh second edition of foe coming soon i actually have people who are like you know what i am excited i want to get a copy of it so that'll be in paperback sometime in like you know 2021 but it'll be available on kindle in september for sure definitely all right well i think we've done good here today (laughs) we've done something i don't know if it's good but as always you're listening to the anthem podcast part of the Anthem digital network for Corey, this is rob have a great week everybody Quickly, everyone, to the Williamson Rally at the Scientology Center. Oh, see, I thought for sure you were going to be like, quickly, everyone, to the guillotines. <laughs> Do you think I could get McKeldin renamed after me? If they <laughs> guillotine Square? Guillotine? No, after me. Yeah. I, I want everybody to know who it is that's pulling the thing. Like, nah.